0: three two one clap beautiful that's perfect beautiful it's like we're in show business or something <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh you guys oh my god do you remember people clapping do you remember that Aww. oh yeah
2: and <laughs> see <laughs> that's that's why virtual doesn't work for me it really doesn't. I know, I
1: know. Virtual shows that that instant gratification is very uh,
2: also feel, like, empty. Think about a lot of my stuff is audience interaction. Like, I, I need to be able to go and smell somebody, or like, <laughs> you know, totally creep yes. them out by standing next to them way too long. Yes, yeah,
0: for sure. Oh my goodness. Friends, I'm Lillian Bustle. I am Jen Ponton, and with us is the wonderful
2: Femme Appeal.
1: Femme
0: Appeal. <laughs> I wasn't sure who you were waiting to say it, but everybody. I was we can all uh, scream Femme Appeal.
2: Yes, let's do that. Femme Appeal. Femme Appeal. Is yay. Femme Appeal. <laughs> femme Appeal. <laughs> <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Pew, 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 pew.
1: <laughs> we, uh, uh, Femme, I apologize. Every so often we dip our toes into the morning radio DJ world. I like love that. it. We become shock jocks. Uh, it's my Femme favorite. Femme Peel, Femme Peel is a burlesque performer who I have been delighted to know for. I mean, I've been performing for
2: eight years, and you were one of the first people I met in the scene. Ooh.
1: Um, how long have you
2: been performing? Um, This September, I made fifteen years. Whoa! Yay. Yeah, and um, happy burlesque anniversary. Thank you. And eight, eight of those years, I produced a weekly show in the East Village.
1: Yay! Every week, yeah, and she means that when she says weekly, every week. Whoa! Well, what Except was your show called?
2: For, I think we had two hurricanes. Ah. <laughs> yeah we You're had allowed. we had sandy and irene and we right. we the everything was shut down so yep yep
0: oh my gosh only an act of god could stop you
2: yeah exactly we even uh, it had was- um there was a time where the bar got cited for whatever infraction whatever happened um and we were shut down for three weeks and that was the early like days of Kitty Nights, and mm. we were at Avenue A Sushi. Ha ha, kitties at <laughs> sushi. But <back>. um, <laughs> we were at the Midway and a place called Julep. And I don't know what Julep became, but um, we were at three different locations, and it was pretty awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, I remember all
1: those spots. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
2: my oh gosh.
1: I miss being in the city. I miss it. I know that nothing's happening in the city right now and I know that being there isn't the same. I still miss it. Uh, you, Jersey city's great and everything, but right. man,
2: you know, what's funny, um, or not funny. And it's not necessarily the pandemic. This is who I am. I absolutely Law, love, 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 law and order. And speaking of those bars. (laughs) Did not see that one coming. (laughs) There was really all of them. I mean, all of them. SVU gives me a bit of trouble because that's like sexual assault and pedophilia. And I'm like, yikes, that's not entertainment. Um, (laughs) But they recently uh, had an episode and they were talking about, hey, dad. Hey, mom, I'm going to the library. I'm going blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my god! Remember the library? It was oh. right on Avenue Way. Yeah, mm. yeah. Great name for a bar, absolutely. But yes, yeah. yes,
1: yes, yes.
2: Anyway, oh, wow. Uh. So, so
1: Fem is here. Fem is here to talk with us about uh, the things that we talk about here on All the Fucks, which is moments of caring too much whether you want to or not
0: (laughs) and you guys if there's ever been a person that you immediately want to know intimately it is fem (laughs) i
2: i feel like i'm one of those people i'm not a tmi type person but i'm definitely like i feel like i'm an open book like hard on my sleeve kind of person Um, There are a couple of things that uh, a lot of people know about me. Like, I'm not really great with secrets. Unless you tell me, please don't say this, and then I won't. But if you don't say those words... (laughs) Oh, no. um, But the other thing is, like, how I feel is what you can see on my face everywhere. I could never, like, play poker um, I'm not good at, like, everybody knows how I feel. And the thing about that is, um, before I stopped drinking, I don't know what I used to do, but um, now that I don't, it's like, oh, here's this emotion that's coming up. How do I, uh, what do I do? What? And so I saw this <laughs> meme that said, I need to teach my um, indoor voice uh, something, something, and I was like, oh my God, I need to teach my indoor voice to not make faces or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that is so me. And like, <laughs> it doesn't mean I don't know how to lie, but on the spot, it's really difficult for me to be like, so for instance, I think Lillian and I had this conversation once Um What do you do when somebody asks you like, hey, how was I? Did you like my act? And Mm. you didn't. I said, Mm. I'm not the person who's going to crush your dreams. I'm not going to tell, I'm not even going to give you unsolicited advice unless it's really awesome. Like, oh my God, Mm -hmm. I loved everything you did. But if you come up to me after you've performed and you laid a complete egg, Right on stage, and not because you were supposed to. And then you want because fem- we have seen people lay eggs. Wednesday. Yeah, exactly, so. exactly. Um, so you you lay your egg. Nobody is enjoying it, and then you come up to me. Hi, Femme, Did you like that? Did you enjoy? It? Can you give me some? Uh? And I say, look at you. You are up there. You were on the stage. You know, you you had a costume up. You were on un- Yeah, that's what and that's horrible. Look but at you.
1: Yeah. Mine is mine is uh yo, you look like you were having fun.
2: Okay. Okay. <laughs> and see- yeah. Yeah. But also I
1: can't I can't imagine a world in which I would walk up to somebody except for maybe my closest. Closest confidants and ask them how I did. I usually know how I performed, right? Like, I or I would be like, "Did this part work?" You know what I mean? I would ask for constructive feedback. I, I people have done that to me too, though. They're like, "Did you like it?" And I'm like, I, uh. "You were <laughs> on stage, and I, and I wouldn't look at that. There, you did the in thing a
0: you know,
1: oh.
0: not not in, in a costume, and then not in a costume."
2: You, or, or better, you were on stage, then you had a costume and you took it off. Look at that. Yeah. You made it. I you did it. And, and another thing I'll say is I have enjoyed so very much all the people who produce well after I stopped producing. And Lillian... We have history there, too, because we had a whole conversation about, hey, I want to do this thing. Do you have any pointers for me? And I was like, I don't know shit, but here's what I can tell you. (laughs) Um, Uh, No, but like, Do you know, I still
1: I still have the notebook from when we went out and you gave me all kinds of tips. I still have that.
2: But like my whole thing is I know when people are doing it well and it's coming from a good place. And they want to learn and grow. And the show, like you've done this a million times. The show isn't the Lillian Bustle show. The show is, here's this great thing that I've put together with some really awesome people. And I'm in it and I'm hosting kind of thing. And I've seen people just, it becomes like, people never understood like, oh, you didn't close your show every week. And I was like, every, like, no, I didn't. Cause not every act I did was a closer in that moment. Sure, That's and a lot of
1: pressure too.
2: Yeah, and like, also <laughs> it's not about me. Like, I mm-hmm. love that I have this platform or that I have this platform, but in the end I was trying to showcase everyone else as, you know, as much. And toward the end, it was so weird because things were changing and right. I was like, oh, the show isn't making as much money as it used to because there's like three different shows every night of the week now. And it's only $5 and I'm competing with all the... Mm -hmm. So I started, I became the kitten. I was the sound person anyway. And then I started doing um, two acts just so I could pay everybody. And then when when I decided to quit, it was so wonderful because I'm like, when I started producing. I had a corporate gig and I had money and I didn't think about like anything. Oh, we didn't Mm -hmm. make enough tonight. ATM, no problem. And then towards the end, it was just like, oh my God, I want everybody to walk away with at least $50, at least $50. And then there's the host. So I love all the people who after me, took it and ran with it like victor and you and everybody who did it well you know oh, thank you because that's um there's a lot of burlesque out there and after a while it just yeah. it gets real boring oh my god i know what i'm gonna see i'm gonna see five <laughs> people they're gonna do act. there's an intermission they're gonna sell raffle tickets but you added, you added something really fun and there were games and there was all this other stuff and you can sing. And see, that's the other thing. Me as a producer, I didn't host because... Right. That's right. Right. I only started hosting much later other people's shows because I came up with a character on my own. Who wants to see... Not that who wants to see me, but... I didn't have anything I thought I could offer. Like, I'm the femme appeal that does the gingerbread man and Lando. How do I host? (laughs) Do you want me to host? One time, David Bishop, we did this nerdy show at uh, the 92nd Street Y, I think. And it was a really amazing show, like BB Hart, Nasty Canasta, all these great people were in the show. And Nasty Canasta was the host. And then um, David said, oh, I didn't realize she needs to change and she's got to perform and blah, blah, blah. I need somebody to host. And he's like, femme? And I went, whoa? Um, but the good news was I was doing my <laughs> Twilight Zone character, kanemit from the famous episode, To Serve Man. Yes. And- <laughs> So yes. to me I had a character. How do I introduce <laughs> everyone? I want to eat mm-hmm. them. I want to <clears> eat <throat> them. Yep. Oh, look at this tasty moss. And and that's how I kind of did it and it worked. But prior to that, I wasn't hosting anything. And now I have Mr. Peppercorn Chantilly. Yeah. Wait, what did what did you just say? <laughs> I I have Mr. Peppercorn Chantilly. And I don't oh, yes, know if- yes, yeah. yes, yes. The old Southern gentleman <laughs> who's learning. Yep.
0: Wait, 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 wait. Help help, walk me through this because I'm very excited. Give us
1: a little bit of Mr. Peppercorn Chantilly,
0: please, fam.
2: So Mr. Peppercorn Chantilly, um, he was actually named by Miss Cherry Delight. We were on the train. We <laughs> ran into each other. We. She was on her way to a gig. She was all decked out. And I was on my way somewhere else. And we were talking about something and we started going into old, uh, old timey, like, hey, how about should you do this and blah, blah, blah. Just and, a
1: bunch of prospectors. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and the next thing I know, she's like, oh, I'm going to call you peppercorn, peppercorn chantilly. And I'm like, that's Mr. Peppercorn Chandelier, <laughs> and and that was it. He had a name, and uh, then I, I started it. doing um, all these different drag characters where it was just me putting on a suit and like facial hair. And I love. I tell everybody this. The facial hair came from my own head. Anytime I got a haircut, <laughs> I would save the shavings. Yes, I I remember like oh I used to have this not
1: know that. big
2: crazy fro and wh- where whoever did my hair like it was mostly BB heart, but I would say, Can you can you save those? Can you scoop those? And she goes, What? And I go, it's for my face. It's for my mustache. And she's like, Okay, and I'm like, it's clean hair. It just happens to be on the floor right now. We for scoop sure. it up. I take it, and I've got instant facial hair. And the best is, it looks like it's my own hair because it is. Because it is. I would dress up, and the very first time (laughs) I hosted as Mr. Peppercorn Chantilly uh, was for witty repartees uh, show, some uh, birthday show at Rock Bar. Oh, I
1: love witty.
2: I was not great. Um, Oh, I. Didn't know half the people in the cast, but I did my thing, and I was very proud of myself. The second nice. time, it was at the Stonewall Inn. It was for Homo Erectus Boylesque, mm. and uh, Matt and I said, "Hey, can you co-host my show?" And I went, "What?" And I went, <laughs> "Okay, as Mr. Peppercorn Chantilly, I have this new character." <laughs> And I said all of these things. And here's what I'll say. His best line is, back in my day, we only had two genders. Mary and Frank gender. And they lived down the street. Today, it's a whole new world of possibilities. There are as many genders as they're all people, (laughs) have and... Yeah, that's who Mr. Peppercorn Chantilly is. And then he hosted Veronica Viper's um, show, and I'm forgetting the name of the show right now. Oh,
1: Wormwood, Wormwood?
2: Yes, Wormwood. And it was at Bazaar, and it was Halloween. And Veronica said, can you host this show? And I went, on Halloween... Okay. I might see if I can make that
1: work. (laughs) And
2: and Mr. Peppercorn said, I love that I'm here hosting on Halloween. Halloween is great. But where I come from, the only people who are wearing costumes aren't giving out candy. Oh, Oh, God. And everyone, so it's a KKK joke. Yes. And and people were like,
0: oh,
2: it was so great. It was so great. Yeah. So I pulled him out every once in a while. Um, But yeah, I'm not looking to host anybody's shows. I'm just saying I've done it and I'm glad that I've done it because it's like, hey, you can uh, bucket list. You know, you did this, you did that, blah, blah, blah. You challenged yourself. Yay. Like the other time I challenged myself was, uh, Joe Weldon, uh, had her annual birthday show at Coney Island, USA. And she had a theme and the theme was dolls or babies or whatever. And (laughs) I remember I was living in Astoria and I told her, Oh, I have an act I can do blah, blah, blah. I'm not a girl scout, but it's, um, it was to Bikini Kills Rebel Girl and I'm Just a a schoolgirl. Well, Mm -hmm. she was getting too many, um, I guess, submissions for acts that were like, I'm going to be a little baby and I'm going to strip and ooh, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. And she was like, yeah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to sexualize kids and dolls. Like, if your act is a doll, that's one thing, but I don't want... It's gross to me. And I went, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. I don't have anything that... And the next thing I know, I said, hey, how about I tell a story about how much I hate dolls and growing up, and I was terrorized by them, by older kids, and then I decided I'm going to get rid of these dolls. They're not going to kill me. I had, when I was six... There yes, were please. There neighbor kids yes. who were much <laughs> older who said, you know, you have to treat your dolls really nicely during the daytime because at night they'll come alive and they'll kill you if you weren't nice to them. <gasps> wait, and wait, did
0: children or adults say this to you?
2: Children, but older. Oh my god. So but, if I oh was my six, god. they were like uh, 11, 12. Oh and like, god. I told my mom that story. And she goes, you had a lot of dolls. And I was like, and I didn't want them, but that's what you do with little girls. You give them dolls. And as it turns out, I would have accepted anything else but a doll. Um, Oh, my God. God. Yeah. And so (laughs) I got all these dolls. And what's funny about all of that is later in life, I dated a guy whose mom used to collect vintage dolls. So like the Victorian-looking ones that were oh hell uh, no feet, yes
0: no and she would go,
2: oh can you go in the basement and get me that jar of whatever and then I'm the sorry. door would she was horrible but I'm so, sorry yeah so there I were had dolls these, in the basement yeah so I had like yeah <laughs> okay she, that bitch was crazy <laughs> and so one of one of my first burlesque acts was with a a doll and his name was Tom. And I knew this woman who lived in the neighborhood and she was like, I have this whole campaign where people I go around uh, taking photographs of people just holding Tom and Tom was creepy. And I I (laughs) did this um, act with him where he was uh, a voyeur in a, you know, at a peep show or whatever. And I was (laughs) stripping and it was so weird and he was so creepy. He had the blinking eyes. Anyway, I'm not big on dolls, and I told this story for Joe's uh, birthday party, and it was kind of storytelling stand-up, and it was the first time I did that, because I used to do stand-up a long time ago, and I was like, this isn't for me. I I have heard
1: that about you. Oh, oh. So anyway, I mean, probably from you. Try yeah. new
2: things. And so yes. I I did that by hosting and doing all these other stuff. But, like, there's so much that, like, I have no interest in doing. Like, there are a lot of people who are, like, I keep saying, like, 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 okay. Um, so Lily, Lillian can sing. Um, and as you know, other people try, but they're not good at it. And they do it anyway. And I'm like, you're not going to find one day, oh, here's Femme. I didn't know if she could sing. Because she can't. That's why you've never heard her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, Femme, can I ask you what your sign is? A Leo. Oh, yes,
2: okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, I get that.
2: But <laughs> totally. I can, there's a lot I can do. And there's stuff that I know, like, that's not my, my, in my wheelhouse. That's not something I'm ever going to be good at. So it's not so much I'm staying in my lane. It's just, I like to be great at things, not suck at a lot of things. You know what I mean? Lillian talks about this a ton. What'd you say? Lillian talks about
0: that a ton. Just yeah. the, the the whole idea of like if you if you already know you're not gonna be great at it why spend the time there and right. that's fair that's t- I mean yeah. unless of course you suck at it but it brings you joy but I think sure. there's a lot of joy to be oh, had in succeeding. Oh.
2: Yeah, but see, if it brings you joy, but people are paying to be entertained, it's not going to bring them joy at all.
1: Right. Right. Mm, And in that moment, it is much more important about their joy.
0: Oh, a thousand
2: percent. And Shelly Watson told me, like, um, Shelly had a a gig at Sid Gold's for quite a bit. And I guess um, Um, the premise was All Singers. Yes, I did her her show a couple times. Right, right. That's a show she never invited me to be a part of. Guess why? I you already know why, but the point is do you know how many people said they could sing and she trusted they could?
1: Oh no. And then Uh, yes, yes.
2: I know you know. Because what <laughs> happened is you, you're you trusting these people because it's your reputation. It's your, you know, you're the reason there's a show because you're the producer. And the owner or booker says, hey, this let's, like, jazz up this place in a real way. Like, we've got this awesome piano. We've got this stage, da-da-da-da-da. We can do all this stuff. Let's do a show. Can you? Where you have all singers and they do blah, 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 whatever else their talent is. They can strip, they can, I don't know, play kazoo, whatever it <laughs> is. Um, can you do that? Yes. And then Shelly puts out a call. And then people, the night of, who swore up and oh, I used to sing all my life. Um, I haven't, it, it, I'm picking it up again. But yeah, this I used to do this quite a bit. Where did you do it quite a bit? In the backyard mm-hmm. with the cats? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. no baby, no. And so that that's some and like I've seen people try that with um you know, like sideshow stuff. Like, don't try to Oh,
1: that's downright terrifying. I know. Because that stuff can be dangerous if you don't know what you're doing.
2: Exactly. And the people who are like, Oh I'm gonna do this. And you're like, not in my venue, you're not. Absolutely yeah, yeah. not.
1: No, no, no. Yeah. Please so, <laughs> lacerate your esophagus on it's your terrifying. own time. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: so, for our listeners who are not in the burlesque world, Femme is mostly known for, I mean, to be quite wonderfully honest some of the creepiest shit you can find on stage. Yeah, yeah, I would love to know, first of all, definitely how you sort, how quickly you found that brand for you in burlesque, but also just like, that's such a personality thing. How has that infused, what was the birth of it? How did it infuse your personality in different ways before you came into a burlesque? Ooh, this is such a great question. I'm so it sorry. is
2: a great question. Thank you for asking this. <laughs> um, I have always loved science fiction and horror and pop culture. And I mean, since I was a kid. And I am, I am living in a, a house with my dad, And for a few years of my childhood, I've lived here and in the backyard, there was like this little uh, platform and, you know, it was mostly for like to eat or whatever. Like, hey, Mm -hmm. here's the little patio porch, whatever. And I would have little plays back there. And, you know, my mom is awesome. She was like, oh, whatever you're into, I'll be there. Don't worry. Okay. (laughs) Um... And she's another one who will say you you can't sing. I bless you. You tried, but wow, you're tone deaf. Thanks, mom. But anyway, I have always loved Halloween and dressing up. And when I first started doing burlesque, most of my acts were um, things that I had uh, costumes for Halloween and. I love doing creepy stuff because I felt like nobody else was doing it. Like, we can talk about what Halloween is today and has been for a while, which is your excuse to go nuts and, and be, I'm going to be slutty Freddy Krueger. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, I'm going to be Freddy Krueger and I'm going to be grosser than he was. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's how I, and I just... Something in it, like, I've always loved acting, I've always loved comedy, and I've always loved doing drag. Like, my very first, I used to walk in the Halloween um, parade every year. And for three years in a row, I was Jimi Hendrix. And yes. it was so yes. good because I felt like Jimi Hendrix. I was like, I've got swagger, and it's a pretty easy costume. And I remember the New York City cops were a lot nicer then, and I'd be walking, and you could easily recognize who I was supposed to be. And they'd be like, Jimmy! Yeah, Jimmy! <laughs> and it was, oh I, I, yeah, like I really was a rock star. And so <sighs> I, I, it wasn't my first burlesque act, but Jimi Hendrix became a burlesque act. And this was back in my drinking days. I had a toy red guitar that I used to light on fire. Oh yeah! No! So, but yeah. this was before everyone needed. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so I used Amazing. to do this, and I had no training whatsoever. And the fire protect like we could get away with so much back then. So this was like 2005, 2006. And I remember the old slipper room before they got renovated. Um, Uh And I would be like, yeah, if I use more lighter fluid, I get a bigger. Oh, no, those ceilings were so low. Uh, Yeah. And I remember I did the act a few times. And what I love so much about it was... um, I'm playing a guitar because I'm Jimi Hendrix. What would Jimi Hendrix be doing? His fans would be swarming him. So he's not actually taking off his own clothes. The fans are. I love this act so much because I had my little, uh, my very limited uh, sewing capability, but I would sew the shirt so that the sleeves could easily rip off, you know? And then I'd just reattach them later. And then I had the RipAway pants or whatever. And the RipAway pants that I had um, eventually became my um, my Cat Act uh, pants. Oh. And those finally died like a year ago at a uh. show where like they were just ripped and that was it. There was <laughs> no like, yeah. The
1: last, the last tearaway. Yeah. <laughs> but...
2: <laughs> I have always loved going to the movies, and a lot of my acts were based on characters from movies. And I just, like, I thought it was so cool. Like, you're going to see beautiful ladies. I'm not going to be a beautiful lady. Not because I didn't think I could, but I just, that wasn't why I did burlesque. I was like, what can I do that's weird? So very early on, I, you know, did the grotesque, the creepy... If I could attach it to my face, I did. Body paint, sure. Um, if you ran away from me, that was success for me, you know? <laughs> yeah. So femme, uh, femme teaches
1: a class in facial expression for the stage, which is incredible. But I got to tell you, I remember when I was like, you could teach a whole class on tongue choreography. Oh. Like, you use your tongue so much on stage. <laughs>
2: You know, it's so funny because there were times where people would like say, I, I'm going to do the femme and they would do this thing where they would slap their thighs and then pelvic thrusts or I'm going to do this other femme move and your legs just have to come, on, come out of either side of your body in a very weird way. Um, you have a
1: distinctive move.
2: And, or and two. yeah, the tongue stuff. So for a while, I was like, "Oh my god, does that mean they hate it and they don't like it?" Because I'll try not to do it, and there were so many times where I'm like, "I can't. It has to come out. This is it's amazing. Yeah. it's the best."
1: Especially when you're not expecting, when it's like that, like the whole yep. Uh, your your fish person. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, oh god! Like,
2: yeah. Creature from the black lagoon. Yes that's such a see that's such a sweet act in my eyes because i think about like the the tortured um i'm forgetting what he was he has a a name like not just fish person but yes um (laughs) and he was like i want people when i do these acts that are based on characters to imagine the movie if they've never seen it that's fine but if they have Do you remember this scene? Oh, there it is. Oh, he just wanted love. Oh, oh,
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And your stuff, your stuff is so memorable. I, I'm very lucky that I have, I have people who will come up to me and talk to me about shows that I've produced. And I love when they're like, oh my gosh is this person ever coming back? Oh my gosh. I was at your very first show that you ever did at the art space. Oh, um, wow. is that, is Abe Lincoln ever coming back? Oh my
2: <laughs> <gosh>. <laughs> That was a real, I remember that show. That was so great. It was oh, so, thanks. no, it was wonderful because I always loved, here's the thing that people don't know about me either. Like, uh, it's nice to be femme appeal and everybody knows you and they know what to expect and they're excited to see you. But when you go someplace and they don't know who the hell you are, they've never heard of you. They, have, they don't even know what burlesque is. Those are the shows where you really got to give it your all because you're winning <laughs> over people. Yeah. If it's their first show ever, you, you hope like they come back and, um, if they've never seen you before, you want them to, you know, find you and, and see more shows. So I love, like, winning people over, as I call it, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <absolutely>. Yes. That's <sighs> amazing. Are, you, I, are, are I, you an only child? I am. I might as well be. No. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm so sorry. My goodness. Um, <laughs> no, I have, yes, please. More of that. I have a younger... <laughs> brother he's uh seven and a half years younger and so i did go through a period of it's just me you know and then he comes along and it's like about somebody else and maybe i try he had some accidents when we were younger um (laughs) but maybe like i was trying and now, like, I love him to pieces. He's got his own family. He lives in Washington State. But, um, yeah, nice. I was and only for a bit, you know. I'm definitely the favorite, right, Mom? No, okay. <laughs> I love saying things like, I'm your favorite daughter, right? And she's like, you're my only daughter. So, there it is. I'll You'll wear her me down, down, Mom. day, Mom. <laughs> I actually have um, a... I was going to tell you this crazy story about caring and helping and it not working out so great. Um, oh. So if you want to hear that, that's fine. If you want to keep talking. Yes. About yes me, no, okay. no, please. So do you remember a famous uh, celebrity hotspot in Manhattan called Da Silvano? It closed in no. 2016. Um, but I can't tell you like, who the chef was or who the owner was, it was probably Da Silvano. Um, but it was on I wasn't,
1: I wasn't cool until 2017, so... Okay.
2: Well, I'm still this, not cool. This was a hot spot in the West Village. And oh, nice. um, they had the outdoor seating, and you could walk by, and you would see any celebrity, like having dinner, having lunch, and you're like, oh my God, that's Famke Jansen. Oh, my God, that's this Jake Gyllenhaal, whoever. And I actually did see those people. But the restaurant is the focus, not the celebrities. But it closed in 2016. So the story I'm telling had to be 2014, 2015. Um, so they have this thing in the tattoo world, Lillian, called yes. uh, Friday the 13th, right?
1: Oh yes, and, yes,
2: and you go and you get whatever flash they have, and it's great. So, if I may,
1: I feel like you said that like you think I have tattoos. I have one, and it's on my hip. <laughs> who cares?
2: But you've heard about it. They do. Yes, yeah. uh,
0: Is this like a is this like a mystery box of a tattoo? Is that? Is that um, good? you get to pick. It's one of
2: those you... things where you get to pick, but they don't put the flash up until the day of, and it could oh, be okay. like you have to line up. And then at 10 a.m. they'll post the flash, give out numbers, and then you come back and get a tattoo. And the whole premise is it's a $13 tattoo, $7 tip, 20 bucks, you're out of there. Of course you can give more money. But anyway, I used to do this um, almost every Friday the 13th with a really good friend of mine, Pat and Tony, but Tony. Oh, yeah. So oh, dude, Tony miss those guys. So, oh, yes. So Tony, Pat and Tony hosted Kitty Nights a lot. They were really good yeah. at it. They were fun. Um, but Tony and I, we, um, he worked at a place where he could get time off at, at a moment's notice or whatever. And I was like, oh, I can put in for Friday the 13th. Let's go do this. And we would, like, <laughs> meet, because you had to take off work in order to line up early right so we used to go to daredevil tattoo i think it's on division street so lower mm, east mm-hmm. side chinatown and we would meet up and then one time a co-worker said oh the next friday the 13th please like keep me in mind i want to go too and we were like you got to get it you got to get there early you're not an early person you got to get there early or, you know, blah, blah, you're out of luck. So Joyce, me, and Tony met up, got our tattoos, and afterwards we went and got something to eat. While we're standing around figuring out what else to do, a cab pulls up and this frazzled old woman gets out. And she's old and she's frazzled and she's like, oh, dear. And she immediately says, am I near um, blah, blah? And we go, what? She goes, what street is this? And we said, you know, whatever street it was. And she goes, I'm trying to get to Da Silvano. And I go, oh, my God, I know where that is. That is far. That's far away. And she's like, oh, but I don't have any more money. I just gave the cat. And we're like, um... How about we can walk with you if you want? So the lady's looking at the three of us. Tony, (laughs) Italian with long hair, looks like uh, Danzig. Um, (laughs) My friend Joyce um, and me. And me and Joyce are are black ladies. And we look very friendly. Or do we? (laughs) The lady starts clutching her bag and she goes, oh, I don't know. And we're like, well, if, if you need to take another cab, um, we can help you get another cab. And she's like, but I don't have any money. And we're like, well. Uh, Time for the blowjob, lady. <laughs> we, we were like, well, you could probably get the cab and maybe your. because the story is her husband. She was supposed to meet her husband at Dal Silvana. Um, And we said, you could take the cab and then your husband could just pay on the other end. And she goes, oh, he's going to be so mad at me. He hates when I get lost. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And I don't have any more money. And we said, lady, we don't mind. We can walk with you. And she's like, well, we have to walk slow because I already fell. And I went, what? She goes, I fell getting into the cab. So we, oh, wow. we have this old stranger who this we're trying to be nice strange. to and help. Who's
1: getting stranger and stranger. <laughs> and
2: we're like, maybe you call your, your husband and tell him you've had an accident. Tell him you're, you're far away from the restaurant or you're going to be late. And she's like, oh, well, I have to get my phone out of my bag. She's got a flip phone. So I offered to hold her back, her purse. Oh, and she's like she doesn't want to be racist but she's also like i don't know you <laughs> so i'm like and i pick up uh-huh. on that. i pick up on that and i'm like uh-huh. oh my god i i swear i'll just hold your bag i go we're good people we know each other you already other. said you don't have any money lady right so <laughs> i said i'll, I'll hold and she's like i i remember, she's like holding her head and she's like, I think I fainted. I I didn't have anything to eat. He's going to be so mad at me. So she's calling this guy. I don't know what he's saying, but we're trying to walk. We're trying to walk her to this place. And because she's like feeling all like, oh my God, woozy. Um, and she's also being like, like mistrusting. We're like, this is gonna take forever. Oh. So we're we're stopping, we're walking, we're stopping, and we go, she's like, Oh my feet and these shoes. I didn't I shouldn't have worn these shoes, but I thought I was gonna get off right at Da Silvano. And she's saying Da Silvano, a mil. and we have a reservate. And I'm like, oh my god, okay. So we finally like we're we're almost there and we're like we're about to go, lady, we're done with you because you're making this really, really challenging for us right Uh, now. Jesus. Um, We're holding you up on one side. I'm holding the bag. I'm walking next to her so (laughs) she can see that I'm holding the bag and I'm not, like, going to run ahead. Um, Oh, bless. Reasonable. And she's talking about, we used to live and we... And we used to visit this person and we knew all that. And she's naming all these people like, um, I want to say like Rockefeller, Vanderbilt types. And I'm looking Old at her inbred like, people. oh, no, no, this lady, you're not right. You did fall and hit your head. Oh, um, oh god! so we're walking and now other people are kind of looking at us like, what are they doing with this lady? Because we are an odd group. <laughs> right there's a very old like um uh white woman i i don't know anything whatever her name was it didn't matter because evelyn right there you go so we are aware other people are looking at us and it looks like maybe we could be grifters i don't know but we're and at this point like... you
0: also have matching tattoos right <laughs> yes yes <laughs> so there's
2: to so, so your gang. Yeah. So we finally <laughs> we finally get to Da Silvano. And Magic her husband Dessies. walks up and he's oh. this old guy and he's tall and he goes, "Where the hell have you been? I've been calling you. You didn't pick up." And she's like, "I had it on, I had In the cab and the air. and then we're looking at him like, oh, this might be really cool. Imagine if he's like, oh, because you helped my wife, you want to have a meal? You want we, we weren't looking for anything. So sure. he looks and he goes, who are these people? And she goes, oh, they're just there. I saw them. they were helping me. She goes, do you owe them any money? And she goes, no, I don't have any. And he goes, ah, oh, then get rid of them. <gasps> and we were just like, <laughs> have a great, ha- have a nice time. And that was it. And what we the like, fuck? Oh, then get rid of them. My God. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. No. People are f-
0: trash. <gasps>
2: Well, she was, she was, and we were, we were all saying this (laughs) son of a bitch, you're married to this guy, you leave him Mm. and come with us, lady. Like, that's what we wanted to, because he was just like, and, and surely we couldn't have helped her just because we were, you know, trying to be nice. We weren't trying, we would have taken a meal, sure, because da, Silvano. But so years later, wow. Tony and I would walk by and go, Do you remember the late and he's like, Oh my god, that was uh- the craziest <laughs> story ever. <laughs> it was just the weirdest New York City like moment. But uh, him get rid like he was not kind at all. And he was very <laughs> shit. and he was very short with his wife, who mm. seemed like a sweet but absent-minded kind of gal, you know?
1: Oh. Ugh. I remember I used to go on gallivants with strangers all the time in New York. That was one of my favorite things. Because when I first moved up to New York, I had very little money and no friends. So, like, by the time I had one or two friends, the, all we would ever do is go hang out somewhere, get people to buy us drinks, and then just run around the city with people that we just met. And then would never see again. Why? Because there was no Facebook and there was no expectation. Like, unless you mm. exchanged phone numbers, which was a big
2: step right, back then. Right, right.
1: It wasn't like, oh, follow me on my whatever. Like, tweet me.
2: But that's what I mean. It was (laughs) such a different time. And that's actually how I ended up in stand-up comedy. Because I would just hang out in uh, Washington Square Park. It was the late 80s. Um, I think I was working somewhere. And then I would just go to Washington Square Park. And I hung out by myself. And eventually you saw the same people all the time. And you became friends. And I yeah. became friends with two sisters who one of them was roommates with Sarah Silverman. Oh oh! and so Sarah Silverman, um, I met all these um all these comedians. Uh Colin Quinn, Jay Attell. um who else? Who else? Who else? Um Jay Moore. Um, nice. oh. A bunch of people. And then like I the guy that I ended up dating was friends with Colin Quinn and he oh. was like, you should try stand up comedy. You're very funny. And so I tried it for like two months. Um, It wasn't for me. I was funny. But then you have to actually sit and write jokes and stuff. And that's oh, work. God,
1: I did. I've done stand up twice. Uh, aside from the jokes that I do for my own shows, which right. is a very different thing. And people already love me. Like, I don't have to try to totally. make anyone love me.
2: Oh, God.
1: <laughs> and I, both times I got laughs and both times felt good. And both times I right. walked off the stage going, I don't need to do that again.
2: Well, see, that's the thing about it. When you get the laughs and it's awesome, you're like, yay, this is the best thing ever. And that one time that you, you fail, you bomb, you're like, ugh. It's going to take a while to get me up on that stage again. So I like applaud everybody who's like kept at it because it's a lot. It's very, very hard. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. And the cool thing about it was back in that day and, and today, it was, it's still very much a white man's world, you know? Um, And it doesn't mean that there aren't other, like, ethnicities. But imagine, are you really a good, like, comedian? Or are you just kind of good-looking because everybody else looks like trash? (laughs) And and I'm not talking about other women. I'm talking about guys. Because, again, guys can look like anything that, like they could have Oh, three David tell Artie Lang. Yep.
1: Come on. Yep. Yep. So I mean, God bless. They've honestly, obviously made a Jeff Ross. They've all made a brands out of that. I'm not crapping on those dudes. Right. But like if I rolled up on stage looking like Jeff Ross at any moment of Jeff Ross's life,
0: there's no way Right. right. for a guy. It's allowed to be a brand. Right. 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 Yeah.
2: So I just remember I had some fun jokes. I enjoyed it, but then I was like, this is a lot of pressure, and then when you're not good, you're just standing there. And it's so funny, too, because I did all the regular, like, uh, Boston Comedy Club and West End Gate and all these other places, and then one time I did my uh, college, they had a open mic thing for Hunter College, and I remember I did all the jokes that used to kill, and then this was the time where my mom was in the audience, my boyfriend was huh. in the audience, and they were laughing and they were having a good time, and it just didn't go great. It was kind of... Ah. And then when I was done, I had this woman backstage tell me, oh, you're funny, but you got to know you're on... And I was like, oh, no. Oh, God. I'm getting this speech where... I'm funny, but I'm not black funny. And I know exactly what she meant. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. If you're funny, you're funny. And I'm not going to do the whole, black people do this. And blah, 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 blah. And I, I felt like that part of comedy is really ugly, and I didn't want any part of it. And I was yeah. majorly bummed. Not only that. because... Not because my, my parent, my mom was there and, and other people, because they were like, you were really good and they meant it. Like my mom, if I had sucked, she would have been like, honey, mm, stand up isn't for you, you know? Um, (laughs) But it was in that moment, I was like, are you kidding me? I have to talk about like sex or blood. It's not that I had problems talking about sex, but, um. The whole deaf comedy jam thing wasn't my thing because a mm-hmm. lot of like there's a difference between Eddie Murphy and Dave Chappelle and their brand of like comedy where they're raw but that's who they are in real life. Um mm-hmm. as opposed to if I just talk really loud and say <laughs> and he was he was second that's not comedy that's just you being vulgar you know what i mean Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. i in that moment i was like no more stand-up comedy i don't like it anymore let me try something else and then i tried improv and oh my god improv was not for me either were you (laughs) just like you were
1: like i gotta get around i gotta get around some white dudes Like, where are my straight white guys at with my, with colorful converse?
2: We were the rainbow, like we were, it was called amnesia wars. You can look it up. Um, And I was part of that for a time. And I was like, oh, this is like, you've heard of um, upright citizens. This isn't that. We're not even close to that. But, (laughs) But we're doing it. And I realized, oh, See, at least with stand-up, it was just me. And yes! I got to say what I wanted to say with yes. improv. It's like raising your hand forever. Like, can oh, I? Can I? Can I? Such can I? Oh, God. And I was like, so nope. Nope. <laughs> and then I found Burlesque. But I also did theater. <laughs> I did theater before that. And that was fun, too. Except a I... lot of work. You have to rehearse
1: and and memorize lines. Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that was, I moved to New York to do musical theater specifically. Oh, okay. And I I had degrees of success. I didn't, I didn't, I did a lot of great shows and some of them I got paid for. And uh, at the end of the day was the auditioning, like getting up. Auditioning, the hustle just broke my back. Right. And I was taking jobs that sucked so that I could have the flexibility to audition. Okay. And, um, then I wound up giving so much of my time to people who I didn't respect or trust.
2: Right. Right. For all, for, yep.
1: for, for, for like a Metro card. I
2: yeah. was giving
1: up like, yeah. two, like a third of my week. As much time as I was sleeping, I was in rehearsals. Right.
2: And that's,
1: yeah. Yeah. And that was when, then, then, then I found burlesque and I was like, oh, once again, (laughs) I may not, I may not make a ton of money, but I'm in control about how I look. I don't have a costumer making me look Mm -hmm. like a dumpy dump truck. I can, I can make whatever commentary I want. I'm not
2: gonna. Right.
1: I, I, I had this one director in college who he gave me a line reading so many times that I can give it to you right now. And it went, I don't believe they have those in Chicago. That's exactly how he wanted me to say it. Jeff Trask, fuck you wherever you are right now. Um, Oh,
2: and and my story with auditioning because I did it for a bit as well. And I realized, oh my God, this is not for me. Why? Mm. Because I was gonna be the sassy neighbor Right, or this right, c- right. C- b- and all of that exactly. was code for you're black. You're gonna be yep. this, b-. and I was like, I don't mm. want to do that. That, oh my gosh, right. and and so when everyone, why do you do burlesque? Because I'm always right for the part. Yes,
0: yes. <laughs> and a part that no one else would even remotely have the imagination to give you for either of you.
2: Uh, Ooh, I like that. But it's yeah, so true, it, isn't it? it? It's such like okay, if we if we talk about the whole me too thing with like the Harvey Weinstein's of the world. This I'm still enraged and it's 2020 and so many reasons, other reasons to be enraged. But recently, I don't know why, but I read Jezebel. Um oh, and I love Jezebel. I I, I read that Glenn Close was like Blah, 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 Gwyneth Paltrow and her Oscar. And I was like, do not get me started. Because I will never forget. That's when I realized Hollywood and the Oscars for the most part, it's who you know, who you're blowing. And it's not always about talent. Because I remember watching Elizabeth with Kate Blanchett. And we had never heard of this lady here in America. And she mm. was amazing. She gets nominated. And I go, of the five, I know her, I know this one, but this one did the best job. And Gwyneth Paltrow won. Yeah. Uh... And, I, and I, if you want to argue with me right now about how awesome an actress Gwyneth Paltrow is, I will <laughs> no, listen never. to you respectfully <laughs> but i will disagree vehemently
0: uh, yeah, uh, no i believe we're all on the we're all on the same boat for sure
2: and so um, i think about people like so here's another thing and i guess it's a luxury of hindsight or whatever or just something i'll never have to deal with but i kept saying to myself when all this stuff was happening oh if anybody ever propositioned me for a role, I would simply say no thank you because I have standards and I want to win the Oscar on my or I want to get the role on yes. this is never gonna happen, but I just <laughs> think about all the people. Like he had to coerce, rape, mm-hmm. all of this stuff for a part
1: insane. That, insane. Yes.
2: Yes. Oh. So yeah, I, and I, yeah. I tell my mom the same thing. Like, me and my mom have lots of wonderful conversations where she's like, what is wrong with your brain sometimes? Because one of our conversations was, mom, I could never be a prostitute because... And she went, what? And I said, well, you know how I'm not good at like hiding how I feel? If somebody's really <laughs> gross... I can't pretend to like them and she goes oh, yeah <laughs> she goes oh okay good, good.
1: Oh. Ah, I raised my baby right
2: yeah but I do feel that way like oh, there's a God. lot I can't do for money is what I'm saying
1: yeah yes sure I I feel like with my I feel like the one thing that acting gave me was a solid ability to pretend to be whatever it is someone else wants. And okay. that has been both a boon and a great downfall for me. Mm. Hmm. Um, I'm not, I'm not sad about any of it. I now know my powers and I can wield them accurately and with much more responsibility. But I did, I did spend a lot of time. I mean, even some time in burlesque trying to be the thing that I thought I was supposed to be or that people wanted and, the second that you start trying to do that, like, it's it's going to unravel at some point, I think.
2: Yeah. Well, it's funny because early on in Burlesque, I think what I saw, what I gravitated toward, uh, more like people like Bambi the Mermaid and uh, Little Brooklyn and people doing, like, weirder stuff. But mm-hmm. a lot of the shows were, like... In the beginning, it wasn't, there weren't like, oh, this is a theme show, this is this, we're going to do... I mean, pop culture is awesome and nerdlesque is awesome, but they weren't calling it back then. And it was just, here's a show with five different people. And I felt like I had to do the bump and grind. I had to do the glove peel. And for a while, I was like, I am trying to be something I'm not, and it, it doesn't mm-hmm. mean I'm. Not, I can't be a showgirl, but not this type. Like I did the fan and feathers because that's what was asked of us, um, mm-hmm. and that's what you learn. But I'm like, oh, I can do other stuff. I can peel off other stuff. I can be mm-hmm. this monster, and still it's still called burlesque. But it was mm-hmm. so funny because. I used to tell um, people, like, I didn't get why there were so many people getting gigs who I started with and I wasn't getting the same gigs. And then I realized aesthetics are everything. (laughs) Because in the beginning, all you see is, oh, my gosh, what do they have that I don't have? And at the end of the day, there are people like... uh, uh, who can I name? Who can do everything? Uh, the main attraction, uh, oh. Gal Friday. There are so many people. Uh, you know quite a few of them, but they can yeah. do every. They can do classic. They can do this. They can be weird. They can be funny. Jack of all trades. They're they're brilliant, and those people are sometimes more marketable because mm. they can. They can be at Dwayne Park one night. And then at, you know, Rock Bar the next. And in the beginning, I took it personally that I wasn't one of those people. And then later on, I'm like, hey, but I'm booked all of October. I'm booked all of February. I'm cool, you know, or summer or Coney. So it's, people have to figure out their own path and and what they're good at and what they want to do. And it doesn't mean you can't, you know stop dreaming like if you want to go to b and and compete for queen great but there are disappointments and you might not make it mm-hmm. but that was never my dream i wanted to go to b just to hang out and i still have it you know
1: uh i went two years ago and it was i i enjoyed it but i found it very stressful
2: oh really <laughs> yeah
1: But we can talk about that. uh, By the way, um, Behoff is burlesque hall of fame for those who are listening and aren't intimately familiar with the intimates of burlesque. Um, And it's a wonderful,
2: wonderful museum. Oh no. Yeah. Legends, all of that.
1: It's wonderful. It's, it started out, it's a long story, but um, it's mostly to honor the burlesque legends who have performed before us and who are still performing. And it also is a bit of a contest and it's and it's a wonderful, fun time to, like, show off all your sparkly get-ups. Um, I overdid it as much as every single person was like, don't try to do everything. You don't have to dress up every night. You don't have to do all these okay. things. I was like, okay. except for I can because I'm amazing. And okay. then poor Don was like, oh, my God, these shows are five hours long.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh <God>. no. <laughs> uh.
1: So... I have an endless capacity for staying up late and he does not. So he would, he would turn into a pumpkin and then I would run around and frolic with people. But, okay. Um, five I had a great time.
2: Whoa.
1: Yep. They weren't all five hours. Some of them were only four, but oh. it was their <laughs> <one>. <laughs> Oh, cool. Oh my goodness. Uh, but it was great. Like it's fucking packed full of amazing stuff. Um, uh, yeah, I would go again. I would love to go with you.
2: I would absolutely love to go and just to hang out and experience the pool parties and all of that kind of stuff. Oh, sure. But, like, I do not, I am not a competitive, okay, wrong, I am highly competitive. I was going to say. When it comes to burlesque, like, that takes a little bit of the fun out of it for me. Like, my, my favorite thing ever was... I heard so much about Alternatives in Boston, about what a wonderful mecca it was for the weird, the the yes. ridiculous and, you know, artsy people that you don't always see everywhere else. Um, Absolutely. I kept hearing what a wonderful, like, you know, just event it was. And, you know, part of my thing was, well, um... It, I don't know how I get invited to that. And they're like, oh no, you don't get invited, you apply. And I'm like, oh. And then I would have a few people in my ear say, Femme Appeal, they should have you in their show, blah, 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 you should be headlining, blah, blah. And you hear that and you're like, oh yeah, you're right. Mm." And one year, (laughs) without telling anyone, I decided this is the year I apply and we'll see what happens. And I applied mm-hmm. with um, Abraham Lincoln. Yes. And when I did the thing, <clears throat> and then I won the thing, the What the Fuck Award. Um, yes. The <laughs> Femme Relais, I think, one of the producers said, the minute you submitted and mm-hmm. we watched the video, we knew you were going to win something. And yes, I was like, what? Great. And I felt so good about myself because... Normally, I don't like to be like, I'm applying. What if I don't get in? I never applied to uh, the New York Burlesque Festival until the year I applied and got in and won two golden pasties. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> because that's I not be... the part of burlesque I like where it's like a pageant and, right. you know. And you can have really awesome moments and then here's a night where there's no do-overs, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. this is your moment. So, yeah. And you can give right. it. Like, I've been to way too many, oh, my God, Miss Coney Islands, mm. Mm, where I saw visible tears on the stage. And it was so yeah. uncomfortable.
1: There's a lot of gravity around the Miss Coney Island pageant.
2: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And and it, it'll and be
1: interesting <laughs> to see what happens from here on in now that we've all been so starved for the thing that we right. love so much.
2: But imagine... It'll be,
1: it'll be interesting.
2: Imagine this wonderful place, and you get the call. Hey, it's Bambi the Mermaid. I would love you to be in the Miss Coney. I remember when I got the call, I was living in Bushwick, and I said, huh, I am so flattered. Thank you so very much. I don't do competition, and she, <laughs> and she was like, "Fem, you get paid a hundred dollars. Um, it's a wonderful thing where you're hanging out with your peers. It's um, it's pretty tongue in cheek. It's just a good time." Please,
1: and we know you got that tongue, so and,
2: and I said yes, <laughs> and that was 2008, and I did a great job, and Gal Friday won. Mm. You know, yes, yep.
1: I mean, but you
2: do, yeah. And then years later, I hear people are commissioning thousand dollar gowns and they're doing this and that, and then they don't win and they cry and they want to kill the person who did win. Oh my God, the drama.
1: (laughs) That is the one thing that I don't miss about having not been performing a whole lot there has been little to no drama,
2: right? Right.
1: Which is so good because Victor Devon is on the other side of this country now, and he was the person who always knew what was happening. I can never uh, keep track of who is mad at each other. Uh, I don't know. I I have made I've stepped in some things a couple of times. I try to keep uh, I try to keep up, but right. Yeah, um, we, we're. I think I'm not going to say I'm an empath, but I do. Other people's energy really takes a toll on me. Okay. And I just can't, I can't fill myself with so much of other people's shit.
2: (laughs) I can't. (laughs) But it's so funny because this is the other part of burlesque that I'm missing as well. um, The backstage. And I I used to just love, Ah. like, who can I make uncomfortable? Who can I tell some stupid (laughs) off color joke to? (laughs) Um, but also like, who can I catch up with or who can I meet for the first time? I really enjoyed the backstage because that's part of it. That's so part of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, You definitely don't get that over Zoom. No, you don't. No, you don't.
2: Zoom, like the first, I think I did Margot Mayhem's, uh, Q Versary show, um, and it was such a, a wonderful she's show. Lovely. She, she's amazing. Lovely, lovely people. And and her husband, he's amazing. And they were like, Femme, we need you in the show. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so honored. Thank you. And then I'm like, I'm buying all this equipment. Like, I'm buying a ring light and all this other stuff. And I'm like, I at the time I was fifty two, I'm like, what am I doing in my bedroom right now? With the, with the, I I gotta put on the light and do this and 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 I'm it was so it was so stressful.
1: Yeah, and i like it is the first the first uh-huh. one that I did was an Instagram live with chartreuse and I was almost having a little breakdown because I didn't I I couldn't find eyelash glue. I couldn't find my pasty tape. Okay. I thought it would take the normal amount of time to get ready. But then I like set up my living room with curtains and stuff and the whole. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. It was a lot. It was great. I'm so grateful that people are still doing these things. And I want to right, say that every course. single time I, I'm not complaining about that. I'm not complaining about being asked to be a part of these things. I just miss the way it was. And I know everybody else does too. And
2: I'm not a virtual performer. I tried and I was so grateful um, to be asked. And like the the cool parts were, Hey, can you record this and send it? Oh yes. Yes, I can do that. That's great. Mm-hmm. Because if it's live, that means I my dad is over there. Like oh my God, how many times I've been in my room and I've been like, don't come in here. Don't, if you hear me, no, please, I'm not kidding. Do not open the door. Oh, fuck. And, yes. and another thing that happens is every single time I've said, I'm doing this theater interview, he's like, did you get the job? And I go, what? He goes, You said you had an interview. And I'm like, Oh gosh. Right. Aw, right. daddy. Because <laughs> your daughter is a stripper and he does. So, do you know um, uh, Game of Thrones? Uh, I'm forgetting yes. her title, uh, but Diana Rigg was in it, right? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she is the reason, she's my namesake, right? I was telling my dad, oh, Diana Rigg just died. And this was over the summer. And I said, oh, she was in Game of Thrones. But I know her from the Avengers. She was Emma Peel. And he was like, that sounds like a stripper name. And I was like, (laughs) oh, my God. (laughs) So then um, every once in a while, I get a piece of mail for Femma Peel here. And he held my, like, packages hostage for a couple of days. And he was like, by the way, uh, do you have another name? Do you go buy something else? And I was like, oh, yeah, I have a stage name. I do theater and video stuff. And, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. and he's like, well, what's the name? And I go, Femme Pio. And he gives me two packages. And I was like, what the hell? So oh. so we. he's like, that sounds like a stripper name. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> well, I uh-huh. love uh, uh-huh. we
1: oh my gosh that's a perfect
0: return to adolescence yes (laughs) yes it
2: is that's what i'm saying yep yep uh
1: so this has been completely amazing and i miss you so much
2: i miss you i really do (sighs) jen do you
0: have a final
2: I mean, I will
0: will end by telling Fem that she is one of my last regrets of the life I didn't get to live before (laughs) we were in lockdown, because would you like to know what my very favorite horror empire is, Fem?
2: What? It. Yes! Yes! Yes. See, I want to see (laughs) this whole thing... Where because I moved and I figured oh there's stuff I'm not going to do anymore I retired some acts and that is an act I don't think I'm ever going to retire because I Bless! love it so much yes and oh, I love it and I love the new version as well but I don't need to have two Tim no. Curry right. forever Tim Curry forever the second I saw the still of you I was like what yeah so good I it was oh, so such a fun act to do. I really do love it. Oh, um,
0: that's a night that I wish I could, like, go back and and, and defy, like, uh, it's February, it's cold, uh, it's icy and snowy. Like, no.
2: Right. Stay right. out.
0: Stay in the heels. Go see Scary Clowns. It's going to be right. awesome.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: I hope... Jen, do you have a rec? Um... I, I I just started watching Lovecraft Country and holy Oof. shit! Oh, I heard so it's amazing.
2: Good, it's, so, it's good. so good.
0: It's good. It's terrifying. It's beautiful. It's heavy. It's but it's glorious. It's okay. really Just it's okay. just an incredible show.
1: Oh, I have one more recommendation as we close this out. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, but the McRib is back oh my god my husband i heard him walk in the door he literally just went and got us some mcribs. i only eat mcdonald's like twice a year not that i'm better than other people okay it just makes me fe- it makes me feel bad i feel gross after i eat it but i'm gonna feel real fucking good while i'm eating this mcrib that's all i want you to know okay
2: oh well i just made this um my recipe the reason i was delayed with our uh podcasting Um, I was trying out a new recipe because I love shepherd's pie and Uh, my dad likes the idea of shepherd's pie, um, but there are too many (laughs) carrots and all this stuff. So I had a different recipe and the recipe I used was supposed to be um, tater tots, but I didn't find the tater tots. So I I found the O'Brien potatoes. Do you know what those are? Yes. Yeah. And so they were taking a little, it was so good. It was so delicious. Mm. Oh my gosh. And I'm, I'm all about like the one pot or casserole thing these days. Yes. Yes. Because
1: it's just, it's good
2: eating. Yes. (laughs) Sticking to your ribs. I'll trade
1: you recipes because I just made a turkey pot pie the other day that was slamming.
0: Okay. (sighs) Okay. Well, oh Femme, you've been incredible thank you so much. Thank for sharing you,
2: thank you. Tell people
1: where to find you. Oh, jeez.
2: I, I think I'm I'm ready to get rid of Facebook maybe, even though I'm not I'm really on, the way. on it. But yes. uh Twitter makes me angry, but I still use it to communicate with friends and see what's going <laughs> on. I love Instagram. That's where you can yeah. find me. Femme appeal yes. spider monkey. I hope you can't hear me, Dad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. This You're so amazing. Thank you for oh, talking. you are. Thank you I'll for go. having No, fun. you, you, you. you. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, well, beauties. It. Enjoy the McRib. Hey, guess what's stupid? <laughs> what? It's stupid? December. It's oh, December. That's God. December. I do not the want The stupidest. The stupidest. <laughs>